Good morning. Good morning. Oh, it's so nice to see everyone's faces. This is a beautiful day, and we are blessed to be here. Yes, amen. This song that we start with is so much fun, and it really talks about how much we love the Lord. And we pray that every single one of you can come to know him like this. Are you ready, Diane? I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I Yeah. 
magnify your name in this place Lord we lift your name on high God we bind every spirit Lord every spirit that's unlike you right now Lord we bind up our flesh right now Jesus we surrender unto you right now God peace unto this place right now Lord Lord we want to have a mind like you Jesus we want to have a mind like you Jesus we thank you Lord we thank you Lord uh, we lift your name on high Lord Father right now in your name Lord right now in your name Lord we're asking you to purify our hearts and our minds God cleanse us oh God from all unrighteousness Jesus we confess unto you Lord Lord right now in your name Jesus we speak healing to those that need that healing touch Lord Lord, we touch them right now, God. We reach out to them right now, Lord. Let them feel your power upon your their body right now, Jesus. Your healing, Lord. Your, let their strength return unto them right now, God. Complete healing right now. Make them whole, Lord, unto you, Jesus. Lord, touch Kaylee right now in your name, Jesus. That she come back unto you right now, Jesus. Touch all those that are backslidden and lost, Lord. Touch those that are deceived right now in your name, Jesus. Those that have strayed away, God. 
that their desire is no longer your desire, Lord. Put it upon their heart, Lord. Press upon them right now, Jesus. Show them, oh God. Show them, oh God. Let them feel your love right now, Jesus. Let them feel your love right now, Jesus. Your presence surround them, Lord. Your loving arms upon them right now, Jesus. Let them cry out to you right now, Lord. Let them know that's not too late. Let them take your hand, Jesus. Lord, we thank you and we glorify you, Lord, right now, Jesus. We know that all of our prayers are answered according to your will, Lord. And upon our faith, Lord, we trust and we believe in you. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray. We say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord. You may take up an offering right now. And um, okay, I, I I actually have a testimony. And and Mama Max, I hope you don't mind. But as we um, as we sing and we give honor to Him, because of His goodness, um, there's just things that happen. Things that happen in our lives that. Even though at the moment they may be scratchy, at the moment it may not look good, at the moment it may be soured, and, 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 and Satan is having what would is, uh, uh, appear to be his way. But overall, that Lord is doing something. So I was talking to my, you know, Max, Mama Max, the other day. Was it January fourth? Uh, oh, January 30th. Um, Max had reminded me that it was seven years ago that her son Trey was shot and took nine bullets. And as a result of him being a knucklehead, he knows it, we know it. Now he's in the uh, Tecumseh prison. But even though at the moment it doesn't look right, it feels scratchy. And he's sitting behind bars, being surrounded with various spirits. God is doing the work. Seven years, seven years ago, that happened. And then, so for the past several months, the Lord has been working a work in, in, in Trey, and Trey is saying, you know what, I gotta do something with my life. I need to, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, these are my words, not his or Max's, but I want to leave something for my son. God is doing the work. So all of a sudden, he sets his sights on, I want to go in law. Isn't that something? So 
he now he's in, in, in he's he's taking classes, legal classes, doing very well, very well, a uh, uh, grades and, and and doing very very well. And so there was recently an opening for a law librarian. Is that right? At the prison, and he said, "I'm going to post for it. I'm going to post for it." So he's asking for prayers, and Max was asking for prayers that he would he would get this position. You know, it's Monday through Friday, and and with that, you know, he would be in the law library. But there's one day out of the week he would accompany other people, go down to what they call the hole, and help out other prisoners with some of their legal issues. They gave the job to Trey. <laughs> And Max could tell it better than I can. I've, I got pieces and parts. So I apologize if I missed anything. But even even when they were looking at the applicants, there was a person that said, just give it to Evans. Give it to Evans. And so even though you may have looked at a situation like trying to be a gangster, you know, running around doing things he shouldn't have done, God's plan is better. And, and, and I was reminded in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8, in the, in the Amplified, it says this, better is the end of a thing than the beginning of it. <laughs> right, Melly Mel? Better is the end of a thing than the beginning of it. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Just remain humble. Don't enter into pride. And you will see that regardless of your condition today, it's not the end. Amen. Amen. So I hope that blesses you. It, it, I think about that and I see his goodness all over. And Trey's story is not over and neither is yours. It isn't. It isn't. So stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Let's do this. Ushers, y'all ready? All right. I'm going to live so God can use me anywhere, Lord, anytime. I'm going to live. So God can use me anywhere, Lord, anytime. Oh, now I'm gonna pray so God can use me anywhere, Lord, anytime. I'm gonna pray so God can use me anywhere, Lord, anytime. Oh, so God can use me anywhere, Lord. Oh, I'm gonna walk so God can use me anywhere, Lord. And it's oh, now I'm gonna talk so God can use. Watch my words anywhere, Lord. Oh, I'm gonna talk so God can use me anywhere, Lord. Yes, I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier. Now as I live, let me live. If I die, let me die. I got my old clothes on. Hey. Got 
every room, every part of me. This is where you want to be. Dwelling right here within me. It's not a building you want to build. It's my heart. This empty place is where you want it all along. It's not a building you want to build. It's my heart. This empty space is what you wanted all along. It's not a building you want to build. It's my heart. This empty space is what you wanted all along. It's my heart, you can have it all. This empty space is what you wanted all along. It's not a building you want to build. It's my heart, this empty space. This empty space is what you wanted all along. It's not a building. It's not a building you want to build. It's my heart, this empty space. It's what you wanted. When I don't have enough, you love. When I don't have anything else to lean on. When I don't have anything else to lean on. You love when I'm empty. You love when I'm empty. You love when I'm empty. When I don't have the answers, you love. When I don't have the solution, you love. Cause you do miracles with empty things. Yes, you do miracles with empty things. You do miracles with empty things. What you wanted all along. It's what you wanted all along. It's what you wanted all along. I'm what you wanted all along. I'm what you wanted all along. 
How much you want it all along? How much you want it all along? What you want it all along? How much you want it all along? How much you want it all? Let your glory end. I'm open. I'm open. Come again. Let your glory end. I'm open. I'm open. Oh, come again. Let your glory end. I'm open. I'm open. Hallelujah. I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you always, even to the very end of the age. I am working all things for your good. I will withhold no good thing from you. I am your shield and your great reward. I am your light and your salvation. I am the stronghold of your life. I will give you eternal life. I will give you abundant life. I will give you peace. I will give you rest. I will give good gifts to those who ask me, and I will give strength to the weary, power to the weak. I am close to the brokenhearted, and I will comfort those who mourn. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I will hear you, forgive you, and heal you. I will be found by those who seek me. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will do whatever you ask in my name. I will listen to you. I will fight for you, I will set you free, and I will not change. I will redeem your life from the pit and crown you with love and compassion. I will finish the good work I have begun in you. I will never blot your name out of the book of life. I will come back and take you to be with me. I will deliver you, and you will honor me. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Do we have anybody here for the first time? New guest? No? Okay. Praise the Lord. Glad you came back. And uh, Candace, where are my babies? You are not allowed here without uh, children. <laughs> I'm just teasing. It's good to see you, sweetheart. Glory to God. Okay, little people. Uh, you are dismissed to your classes. Uh, I want to say thank you also to those uh, that came to prayer on Wednesday. We had a we had a message one 
I think it was Sunday night or something or Wednesday about prayer and we talked about the fact that we have prayer on Wednesdays and you know it, we only had one person coming but on Wednesday past some, some people showed up we had a good time it was it really made a difference the Spirit of God was powerful in the place um, and you know I, I just thank God for that thank God for all the things that everybody does here also I want to say this, and Pastor Derek will announce it, but we added an alternative prayer time, 6.30 p.m. on Tuesdays. So if you work and you can't get here, but you still want to join in prayer and uh, open prayer and have fellowship joining together with people, uh, uh, Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Praise Lord. So anyway, uh, today I want to talk about something that we call we should be building. We should be building. Uh, Solomon, Nehemiah, Christ, and you. Solomon, Nehemiah, Christ, and you. We should be building. And I want to begin in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. It says, you also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So you are a spiritual house that was built. Praise the Lord. Um, in the Bible, there are accounts of people of God and God himself building. Building the temple, building a wall, building the church, and our assembly. Praise God. We had a message uh, uh, not long ago called, uh, um, Will You Be the Few? And uh, we showed scriptural examples of how God always had, a, had and used a few that really got it and were effective in implementing his will. Few. Praise the Lord. So, so uh, the question is, oh, 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 and also uh, there was a song that Camille used to sing when we, when the church was still in the basement of our house. It was called "Each One Reach One," and uh, I remember that man. That was that was powerful, you know. And um, uh, but the question is, will you commit to accomplishing this reaching one? Will you? Will you commit to that? This year, just reach one, reach one, praise the Lord. Uh, will you go outside of your circle, the circle of people who, who you've become comfortable with, those that have already heard the gospel but are satisfied where they are? You know, you have friends like that, little groups. Yeah, girl, let's go to lunch, okay. Yeah, man, let's hang out. You want to shoot some hoops, bro? Yeah, man. You've been trying to witness to them for years. They've decided I'm not coming. Will you leave them and go find someone else? Praise the Lord. You know, in the, in the parable where the sower was sowing seed, it didn't say that he kept going back over the same road. Praise the Lord. Uh, will you seek out different friendships and bring someone to Christ and ask the Lord for direction? I want to share something with you uh, about Solomon. Solomon was someone who built, and you, you know the story of Solomon. Or, or I'm going to share with you a lot of it about his building. In First Chronicles chapter 29, 
It says, uh, furthermore, David the king said unto all the congregation, Solomon, my son, who alone God hath chosen, is yet young and tender, and the work is great. For the palace is not for man, but for the Lord God. Now I have prepared with all my might for the house of God, the gold for things to be made of gold, the silver for things of silver, and the brass for things of brass, the iron for things of iron, the wood for things of wood, onyx stones, and stones... Uh, 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 to be set glistening stones and divers colors of divers colors and all manner of precious stones and marble stones in abundance. Moreover, because I have set my affection to, to the house of my God, I have of my own proper good of gold and of silver, which I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the house, uh, for the holy house even 3,000 tons of gold and the gold of Ophir and 7,000 tons of refined silver to overlay the walls of the houses withal. The gold for things of gold and the silver for things of silver uh, for all manner of work to be made by the hands of artifacts. Uh, uh, and who then is willing to consecrate this house this day unto the Lord? Then the chief of the fathers of the princes of the tribes of Israel and the captains of thousands of hundreds uh, with the rulers of the king's work offered willingly and gave for the service of the house of God of gold, 5,000 talents and 10,000 drams and of silver, 10,000 talents and of brass, 18,000 talents and 100,000 talents of iron. And they with whom precious stones were found gave them to the treasure of the house of the Lord by the hand of Jehiel and Gersh, the Gershonite. Then the people rejoiced for that they offered willingly because with perfect heart they offered willingly to the Lord. And David the king also rejoiced with great joy. So, so, so the, the, God told David that his son would, would build him a house. You know the story. David wanted to build a house. And, and, and you know, God said, I didn't ask you to build me a house. You know, I, I, I see what you're doing, but, you know, you, you've been out there killing folks, you understand? Because I was behind you with all this bloodshed. I need something a little more pure and holy to represent my house. So, so, so he had David, he told David, your son is going to build a house. Uh, um, and and, and uh, 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 like you, you, point to yourself, like me. <laughs> Solomon was called and ordained to build God's temple. Uh, so like Solomon, you were called and ordained to build God's temple. We should be building. We should be building. But we're not builders. We're not builders. Here's an example that came to me. I just thought about this. Uh, um, uh, we had a, a youth pizza day for the young people. How is it that the event at the Amazing Pizza Machine cost over eight hundred dollars, but we only have a you know handful of kids? Where are all those kids? Where are their parents? You know, now if we were builders. 
we would have been at their houses. We would have been talking to their parents. Saying, come see. Come see. I don't know what the what the what the what it cost for the, the meal there, but I know that when that woman told me eight hundred dollars and we don't accept checks, I had to pull out my Visa card, you know, my MasterCard, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I think it was on a Friday. I had to tell Camille, I don't know if date night gonna work tonight, baby. <laughs> we might be going to Popeyes, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I hope the children have fun, you know what I mean? But, but whatever the case is, you understand what I'm saying. We, we, we should be doing a better job of building. You know, Solomon was a builder. You were called to be a builder. Um, Acts 7.48 said, said this, uh, so, so that you get what's going on. Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as said the prophet. That prophet was Isaiah. Isaiah 61, 66 and 1 said, Thus said the Lord, The heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? Solomon, after he built the temple, built the greatest temple ever, he had a revelation. In Second Chronicles 6 and 18, he said, But will God very... Uh, 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 in, it, will God in very deed dwell with men on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this house which I have built. I can imagine him standing around looking at this place with gold floors. Overlaid in gold. All the things that was done, the wealth and riches, the stones, the marble, the, 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 the jewels, everything that was there. And he said, you know... <laughs> Now that I'm looking at this thing, how, 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 how much less will God dwell in this thing that I've built? In fact, he also understood, I can't impress God with this. God, you made the things, the places where this stuff comes from. Uh, uh, Acts 17, 24 said, God that made the whole the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. God wanted to make it very clear. I don't dwell in temples that's made with hands. I, that's not how I do it. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. 2 Corinthians 6 and 16 says, And with, with uh, uh, in what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God had said, I will dwell in them, I will walk in them, I will be their God, they should be my people. So can we agree on the fact that the temple of God is people in whom he dwells? It's, in, it, it, it's born again believers, folks filled with the Holy Ghost. So in order to build as Solomon did, we would have to get people filled with the Holy Ghost. If we're going to build the temple of God, he's not dwelling in temples that's made with hands. He's dwelling in you and I. But we ought to be building. God ordained you to be a builder just like he did Solomon. He said, no, Solomon, your son, he's going to build it. So no, nobody could build a temple but Solomon. 
Nobody can build the church but you. People that's not saved can't build the church. People that don't have anything can't build anything. You know, there's, there's all kinds of things. You can start fellowship groups and meet once a week. You know, some of you are already getting together. You'd be like the foreman at the building site. You, you know, when they had the pandemic and you can only have eight people or 12 people in a room and all that kind of stuff, we just split the church up. i never forget that. Uh, Minister Robinson was here. I said other people were here too. We had other people here, but I remember talking to her about it, saying, uh, uh, she's not Minister Robinson no more. Ooh. Minister Brian. Uh, we were, we were, well, she was Minister Robinson then, okay? <laughs> anyway, um, uh, uh, we, we divided up people. We need somebody, you take 10 people to your house, you take 10 people to your house, you take 10 people to your house, we have about five different houses with 10 people in them. Host homes. See, you ought to host some things now in your home, but get some people that don't, that's not saved. Get some people that you're trying to get to host them. Don't be afraid. Praise the Lord. Be a minister, a leader. Build one another. Bring in friends, co-workers, family. Now, just so you get it, this is all a tactic to build a temple. Build a wall. Build a church. Build our assembly. Like Solomon, Nehemiah, and Christ. We want to use all of our resources for furthering the gospel. I had a gentleman that I, that I knew, and I'm going to explain to you who he is, because I said his name last week, uh, uh, one week, and everybody was saying, who, who, who is that? Francis is a young man in Ghana. Okay? He was there. And why he stands out is because, you know, I was talking about how his arm was cut off. His dad wouldn't let that happen. His dad was the devil, you know, prince of devil worship or something one time. But whatever the case is, Francis, is uh, he stood out to me uh, because when Shalanda, Minister Brian, and I went to Ghana, he was on the make. He was there every night, hanging around there. And she asked me, she said, why he here all the time, Bishop? I said, because you here. I was here two years ago. He wasn't here then. <laughs> but whatever the case is, uh, Francis' brother got ill, and he was asking me, to, could he have some money for his brother in the hospital? And I prayed, and God said, well, that's not what it's for. And one time, Francis was asking for money. He wanted some money because he was doing something in school and he was doing like that. And God told me, no, send him some money. He asked for money. And, and, and uh, he was, I, I didn't know this. He was gathering money, asking for people to contribute. I gave him the whole amount that he was looking for. Oh, he just, the world, you know, everything. But when his brother was sick and he kept asking, I finally gave him something, but not what, what he was saying that he needed because I was trying to explain to him that the money that we have, that we give and send, is for uh, uh, promoting the gospel. 
It's for the church. It's not for sick relatives. I, I, you know, that's not my rule. That's God's. That's his money. And he spends it like he wants to. I, I love you to death. You know that already. That's why you called on me. Because I've given you money in, in situations where you thought that wasn't going to happen. But God said, no, I didn't give you good sin money to take care of sick people. I'm promoting the gospel. I'm trying to reach the world. And we want to use all of our resources for furthering the gospel. We want to continue our international uh, outreach in Africa. We don't want to stop what God has uh, us doing already. In fact, the test of whether or not we should be trying to expand uh, is, can we do that? Can you continue what you're already doing? You know, to build, you're either building up from the ground or you're adding on. You're not replacing. Well, we should be building. We should be building. I'm sure that we have a call and have been ordained to build. Nehemiah built the wall. You, you may understand Nehemiah. Nehemiah in chapter uh, uh, Nehemiah chapter one, the words of Nehemiah, the son of uh, Hakaliah, uh, and it came to pass in the month of Chislu that in the twentieth year, as I was in Shushan the palace, that Hanai, one of my brethren, came. He and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass, when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven and said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God, that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open, that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now day and night, for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee, and have not kept the commandments, nor thy statutes, nor thy judgments, which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If you transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations, but if you uh, turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, though they, there uh, were of you cast out the uttermost part of the heaven, yet will I gather them from thence and will bring them unto the, pal uh, to the place rather that I have chosen to set my name there. Now these are thy servants and thy people whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and by the strong, thy strong hand. O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of the servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper. 
I pray thee, thy servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. For I was the king's cupbearer. Now, here's a part of the prescription for building. This is what it gives you. I don't know if you got that or not. But uh, 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 when you've determined in your heart to work the ministry, pray. Pray. That's what he did. Nehemiah, Nehemiah was sitting there. And the man came through there and he said, hey, how, how's everything going back at Jerusalem? Because, you know, they're in captivity. I don't know if you know that. They're in Babylon in captivity. Israel, right now, during that time. And while they're there, Nehemiah, well, you know, he got a cush job. I'm a wine taster. I'm a cupbearer for the king. I just bring out a thing of wine and taste it to make sure it's not poison. So that's what I do for a living. I'm here. I'm going good. Now, some of my other brothers, they might be out there doing labor or doing something hard, or they may be in some kind of other kind of thing, but not me. I'm, I got it made. But I have a heart for the people of God. And I see that when they ask him, he's telling me that the wall is broken down, there's fire and everything, and, and people are in great distress. So I started praying, Lord, I'm looking at folks, our family members, people that I love and care about, who have fallen away or never came. God, would you save them? Would you do something, Lord? I, I want to do something about that. So he prayed. I, I don't know anyone who had that prayer request. Since we used to pray, you know, as a church, that the Lord lead us to someone to witness to. Or Lord, make yourself known to them. But, you know, yes, anybody have any prayer requests? Lord, I just want to be a better witness. God, I want to reach somebody for God. Or just in your own prayer time at home. Lord, I just want to reach some people. See, that's Nehemiah was different. He was different from most of the people that were called of God. Because everybody else was saying, oh God, I'm not worthy. I can't do that. All, just about everybody that, that God called. Moses, Saul, David, all of them. I can't do this. Solomon, oh God. Gideon, oh Lord, I can't. But Nehemiah said, I saw something wrong, and Lord, I have a heart to do something about it. Lord, I see so many people unsaved. So many people dying. Lord, I want to do something about that. First thing he did was pray. And it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the 20th uh, uh, year of Alexa the king, or, or Texas the king, uh, that wine was before him. And I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now, it had not been before time. Uh, uh, I, now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing that thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid and said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city 
The place of my father's sepulchres lie waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire. Then the king said unto me, But what dost thou uh, make request? So I prayed, again, I prayed before I answered. I prayed to the God of heaven, and I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me to, unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. I want to build something. Nehemiah, like many of us, was just a guy trying to live for God. He was concerned about the things of God. One day he decided, I want to do something to repair what the enemy is destroying. I, I, I want to do something. And God gave him favor. God gave him favor. Praise the Lord. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 17 through 19 said, Then said I unto him, You see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lied waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we may be no more a reproach. Then I told him on the hand, uh, uh, of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me, and they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. But when Sambalat and Hornite and Tobiah, the servant of the Ammonite, and Gershom, the Arabian, uh, heard it, they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, what is that thing, this thing that you do when you rebel against the king? And that's what your friends do and your relatives and other Christians laugh at you. When you're trying to do something for God, they're laughing at you. Not you, other Christians. Not you don't do, not you all. Other folks. Chapter 4 says this. But it came to pass that when Sambalat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren and in in the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end uh, in a day? Will they receive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was by him, and he said, even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall uh, even break down their stone wall. Hear, O our God, for we are despised and turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey to the land of captivity and cover not their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee, for they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof. For the people had a mind to work. But it came to pass that when Stambalat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth and conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. So, what, what in this prescription, 
for building. You should be prepared for the enemy to come against you. But set a watch against him. <laughs> set a watch against him. You, you know, when your co-worker tells you how fine you are, you tell them, I'm with somebody. I'm already with somebody. And besides, I'm busy building. When those distractions come, set, no, you have to set a watch against them. Nehemiah 6, 1 through 3 said, Now it came to pass when Sambalat, Tobiah, and Gershom, the Arabian, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach left therein, though at the time I had not set up the doors upon the gates, that Sambalat and Gershom uh, 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 sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono, uh, but they thought to do me mischief. And I sent message unto them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Praise the Lord. Now, this was the third or the fourth attempt to stop the man of God and the people of God from building. How many times have you been prevented? What has prevented you? How many times? But Nehemiah would not come down off the wall and go to some fake meeting. I'm not going to that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have time for that foolishness. You know, when, 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 when the people hired me at Boys Town to be the pastor at the Protestant church, that's the first thing I thought. The gentleman that called up Camille, or called the house and Camille and Antoine said, he said, uh, uh, hey, Camille, you know, he knew us. We'd been working at, we had worked at Camille and I together 15 and a half years. So he said, uh, and it has been eight years since I was gone. And more since Camille had been gone. And, and, and he said, uh, you think Mike would like to be the Protestant pastor? Pastor at the Protestant church? And, and I came home, you know, I don't know, I was running, doing something. And Camille said, oh, uh, Dr. Daly called. He said, would you like to be the pastor of the Protestant church? Look, I don't have time to play. I don't have time to play. These are the people that were trying to fire me. These are the people that started shouting like they had the Holy Ghost when I said I resigned. <laughs> they were, what, what? You leave, you know, and straight to tell you, within 15 days, I gave them a 60 day notice. Within 10 days, my office was cleaned out. People came in there, is he gone yet? All the plants was gone, everything. But I thought, no, this is a distraction. I need to pray. I need to find out, God, if this is real. I want to know if this is some fake meeting. So I could refuse it. No, I don't have time for that. And God told me to follow up. I got about 12 kids I want you to baptize in Jesus' name. I got kids that's going to get kicked out and come here and get the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. But, but no, this was, this was a, a, a third time. But Nehemiah would not come down to go to a fake meeting. It was simply the enemy's shrewdness and subtlety. 
But if you're really about this life, it will not work on you. Glory to God. Then we have to think about the things this. What hinders the building? What prevents us from building? You know, why aren't we just building, building, building? You know how it was when you first got the Holy Ghost. You went and told everybody. You know, it might have taken you a couple of weeks, but then you start bringing relatives. Oh, Mama, you got to come and see. Dad, oh, you, 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 your homeboys. Come on, man. Praise the Lord. But what hinders? See, folks tried to stop them from building on more than one occasion. And they are distractions. Things that cause you to lose your focus. Let me tell you, I can just go through the list of things, the natural things that come up. I had toothaches. I told you about that. I had a toothache so bad I couldn't study. I pushed through. Came to church and preached. Forgot I had teeth. And just to show me that that was real, at 2.30 that morning, I called up my dentist and told him, hey, you need to get this tooth out of my mouth now. He told him he could send me to the all-night pharmacy and all that kind of stuff. You know, next morning, when he drove up to, to come to work, I was in the parking lot. I told her, boy, don't, don't worry about all that white jacket and all that. I'm in the chair. You know, I got in the chair. I didn't go to the little waiting room and sit down where the magazines were. I went and got in the chair. Get this out. God was showing me. No, I did that. You want to do the work of God, I'll stop anything that's trying to stop you. I had allergies. Couldn't read for sneezing. And again, I don't ask that you do this, but I was on my way to Susie's house to teach a Bible study. I couldn't stop. I would, when I finally determined, I'm going. Devil, sickness and illness is of you. You can't stop me from doing what God is doing. I had my Bible open in the passenger seat. At work, I had a supervisor that attempted to stop me from going to church on a Wednesday night. I said, no, no, no. That, that can't happen. It's, uh, it's awards night. Okay, who getting an award? The kids? Good. They'll be there. Who should be proud of them? Their family teachers? They'll be there. I'm going to be at church. Anything, everything that tries to prevent you from doing the work of God, that's a distraction. That's a hindrance. They're trying to get you to lose your focus. No, I'm focused. Look, look, here's a distraction. While, while, while Nehemiah and they were building, this happened. In Nehemiah 5, 1 through 9, it says, there was, a great, there was a great cry of the people and their wives against their brethren, the Jews. For there were that said, we, our sons and our daughters, are many. Therefore, we take up corn for them that we may eat and live. So also there were that said, we have mortgaged our lands 
vineyards and houses that we might buy corn because of the dirt. There were also that said, we have borrowed money from the king's tribute and that upon our lands and vineyards. Yet now our flesh is as the flesh of our brethren, our children as their children, and lo, we bring into bondage our sons and our daughters to be servants, and some of our daughters are brought unto, un, unto uh, bondage already. Neither is there any power to redeem them. For other men have our lands and vineyards, and I was very angry when I heard uh, their cry and these words. Then I consulted with myself and rebuked the nobles and the rulers and said unto them, Ye exact usury every one of his brother. And I set a great assembly against them. And I said unto them, We after our ability have redeemed our brethren the Jews, which were sold unto the heathen. And will ye even sell your brethren? Or shall they be sold unto us? Then held they their peace and found nothing to answer. Also I said, it is not good that you uh, uh, good that you do. Ought ye not to walk in the fear of our God because of the reproach of the heathen, our enemies? So what you have is an example of lies among the saints brewing. No, this them. This ain't got nothing to do with Gershom and Tobias and some Sam Ballot. No, this is in the group. That's a distraction. You got stuff going on between you. You got issues that came up. Oh, and this, they said this, and then they said that, and they said this. You got all kind of rumors and stuff going on. It's a distraction. You lose focus, and you cannot build. It's hindering you from building. Did you know this, that you're affected by the spirit of everything? Did you know that? You, you know, you have to recognize that the things that, that you have to correct and rebuke will have a spiritual effect on you still. If someone teaches you in, in error, even when you learn that it's an error, it may have a lingering effect on you. The spirit has a name and a purpose. That spirit has a name and a purpose. It could be a rebellious spirit or a proud spirit left pressing you to rebel or be prideful. I only want to be influenced by the Spirit of God. You know, our whole lives, you're influenced by some spirit to do something. Without a spirit, you have no life. But, but, but I only want to be influenced by the Spirit of God. God, God told me one time, years ago this happened, he gave me this image uh, of someone always putting out fires in their house so that they were so busy that they couldn't build anything new or add to what was already there. Uh, uh, he was teaching me about distractions. You understand, like for instance, putting out fires is, is just an image, but let's say that you, know, you, you all are fighting. And, and he said this and she said that and everything. And I have to go in and deal. Okay, 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 okay. All right, let's see. Let's talk. Okay, let's get together. And then you all are fighting. And then you all are fighting. Oh, we can't build nothing. And as soon as we put this fire out, 
here we go fighting again over here. There's no building. You you putting out fires in your own house. You can't you can't add on anything or build anything. Nothing new. See, there's all sorts of things that are bringing about distractions for us. One, another one is fear. Uh, in the Bible, the Lord emphatically stands against fear. Scriptures that say God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Perfect love casts out fear. Some saints are afraid to stand in the face of adversity. You know, these things came against some people coming against you and all that kind of stuff, like the people who coming against uh, 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 Nehemiah when he was building the wall. Oh, you gave up and quit. No, stand. God's not going to let anything happen to you. Look, I, we have examples of that with sickness and illness. We have, we have a, a, a young man, uh, one of Lynette's grandchildren, who was ill. From birth, he's supposed to die. He ain't supposed to be past nine. The boy at 39, 40, I don't know how old is, how old is, Chris, how old is Christopher? 31. He's 31 years old now. He's way past nine. I'll never forget this. I was at church one time long before I was a pastor, and, and they said they had an altar call, and, and somehow I went up to stand in the gap for him. And I just stood there and prayed, okay, God, like that. And God made me know, don't worry about it. He'll be all right. Now, he's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he loved cuckoo, but you know, he's alive. Praise God. No, we have a lot of that. You know, I, 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 I told Mr. Tracy that one time. Her son was having difficulty breathing and all this kind of stuff. And, and they was at the house and, you know, she was supposed to breathe in this machine. I think about that all the time because the people gave me one of those breathing machines. I don't know what it was for, what would I have? But 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 had a breathing machine, he had to make the bubbles go up. And he couldn't make the bubbles go up. Boy, she was upset. You know why she was upset? I want him to be healed because he's my son. But more than that, I don't have no money. I can't take him to the doctor. I can't do this. I used up all the insurance. We went home and he spent the whole time in the hospital in Detroit. And, you know, we were there out at the house. I said, look, sis, God ain't going to let nothing happen to your children. I'm leaving. You go pray with them. I left. He 30-something to them. No. Stand against adversity. Don't worry about that. I don't have any fear. Glory to God. Then you have, one time we had a message on hidden agendas. Some folks are really touched by that. Some folks say they want Christ, but they really want themselves. The bigger problem is, is that they present as though they are for real, but they're not about this Christ life. Ain't none about it. You're not, you're not for real. You're about yourself. You're doing things for you. You have a hidden agenda. 
Praise the Lord. You have to overcome these if you want to be, if you're going to be a builder. We should be building. We should be building. None of this stuff should matter to us. You know, Solomon built the temple. Nehemiah built the wall. Watch this. Zechariah chapter 6 and verse 12. It says, And speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold, the man whose name is the branch, and he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Okay? God, he's talking about Christ, Jesus Christ. In Matthew 16, verses 13 through 18, it says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am, that I the Son of Man am? And they said, Some said that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And Jesus said, no, I'm going to build something. I'm going to build the church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So what about you? Come on. What about you being a builder? See, you are the body of Christ. You are his representative in the earth. See, that's why God said, no, we should be building. You should be builders. Second uh, uh, <laughs> Corinthians 5, 18-26, And all... Uh, and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors of Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. So you're in Christ's stead. In the earth, you're in Christ's stead. Now, you're the body of Christ. You're here instead of Christ. And you should be doing what he was doing. He was going around reconciling the world back unto God. That's what you should be doing. That's how you build. We agreed already that the temple of God is with us. It's not with things made with hands. That God is in us. He, we are the temple of the living God. So if we're going to build a temple, we have to build people. We have to bring people to Christ. We should be building. And we like sitting down on a job. You know, you're sitting on a rock or a bench or something. You understand the farmer coming along, what you doing, man? I, I, what would you mean nothing? You don't have nothing to do. You're a builder, right? You should be building. Where are your tools? John 15 and 8 say, Herein is my Father glorified 
that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. We need you to bear some fruit. Did you bear some fruit? Are you building? Verse 16, that same chapter says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So he said this, I've chosen you and I ordained you to bring forth fruit. Where are your fruit? That's what I chose you for. That's why I selected you. And not only that, I've given you power. Hello? Power. He said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. This is all so that you could build. Look, you've heard me say this a hundred times, you heard it once. It would be a very dirty trick for God to fill us with the Holy Ghost, cleanse us completely the day, the moment we received it, and then walk away and leave us here where we have the possibility of backsliding, being tempted by the devil, going through changes, getting sick. If there was no purpose for us to be here, there's a purpose. We should be bearing fruit. Romans 74 says this, Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that you should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead. Uh -oh. That you should bring forth fruit unto God. You need to be getting pregnant. Yes. How else are you going to bring forth fruit unto God? Spiritually. Spiritually. You need to get with your husband, Christ, and bring forth some children. You, you, you know this. If you look in the Bible and you notice that, uh, um, that in Israel, Many, many times you read about a woman who was barren. Well, that was a curse to be barren. Because the, the message was that the seed of woman is going to bruise the head of the serpent. So if you was barren, you ain't the one. You, 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 you're not going to be the called one of Christ. Even though it might be a million to one chance that it's you, if you're barren, you have no chance. And what God did with all the women that were barren, that was in the line of things that he was doing, miraculously, he brought forth. Miraculously, they, they had children. See, those of you that are barren, you need to go before God. You know, you remember Samuel's mom? She couldn't have any children. His other wife had children, but she couldn't. She told God, God, I, I, if you just give me a child, 
I'll give them to you. See, that's all you want. But I want children to give to you. I don't, I don't want them for myself. I'm looking for folks to give to you. I want to be a, I want to be a wonderful wife, a great bride. I want to bring forth fruit unto God. I, I, I want to build. I want to build. I want to be like that master builder. Bring forth. God said for us, you know, a lot of times, uh, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but sometimes when, when God gives a message, uh, for me anyway, it's to you. Who he knows is going to be here. Sometimes he gives a message that is for every Christian. Any Christian. Like that. But this, this, this for you. You, you should be building. We should be building. Each of us individuals, you, 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 you should be building. You have a ministry that God has called you to. Like he ordained Solomon to build, he ordained you to build. I need you to build my temple. I need you to build my temple. Will you do that? See, no, God, God, how, how am I going to do that, God? Well, there's several things you can do. But you might have to leave your little comfort area. Something may have to die, cause you to leave your comfort. And we talked about that last week. Somebody might have to get stoned. <laughs> Glory to God. But no, we should be built. The walls are burning. The gates are broken down. Don't you care? Don't you care? Let's build it up. Glory to God. Father, right now, in your precious name, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for the challenge that we should win someone, we should bring someone, that we shouldn't let anything prevent us, no, no matter how many attempts the enemy makes to stop us, to distract us, to cause us to lose our focus. We will not give up. Lord, we're building something. We're praying. We're asking you, God. We're looking for the same favor that Nehemiah got. We're looking for the same call that Solomon got. Lord, we're looking to be what you said. You ordained us and called us so we could bring forth fruit. You chose us for that. That's part of the purpose of us being here. Is that we can build. Build your temple. You no longer dwell in buildings, Lord. You no longer dwell in temples made with hands, Lord. You're dwelling in us. You're walking in us. You're talking in us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you give us examples of people that were building and how they never gave up and they accomplished the goal that you gave them. 
how they got no lie, no enemy distraction, nothing can stop us if we if we if we fear not, if we remain humble, if we seek your direction. God, if we keep we 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 have no fighting amongst us. Lord, we can overcome anything through you. We're committing ourselves to be builders. Today, Lord, you said we should be building. If nothing else, God, we recognize Jesus Christ is building a church. Now we're his body. His representatives. We should be doing the same thing. We're building, Lord. Glory to God. Glory. Isn't it something, Lord, that when you came, you were a carpenter. You built things. How should it? That was just a sign, a type, God, of what would really happen. You weren't just building chairs and tables, but you were building lives. Help us, God, that we become those spiritual carpenters. we begin to build your church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody that's here that's filled with your spirit, Lord, we are the product of someone building. It's how we got here, Lord. It's how we became who we are today. Someone was building and added us to the building. We're a part of the temple now that you walk in, that you talk in. Hallelujah. Let's not stop. Don't stop the process. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, some, some, somebody here, they might want to, you might want to, you might say, no, I, I, I want to I be able to build, Lord. Lord, may I build? Lord, can I build? Yes, Lord. Glory to your name, Jesus. I just want I just want to I just want to be a worker for you, Jesus. Somebody said, no, I come on, I, I can you pray with me? I want to pray. I want to pray like Nehemiah prayed. 
I want to confess that, Lord, we haven't done everything that we ought to do. Sometimes we rejected you. Sometimes we turned away from what you were asking us to do. What you were trying to get us to be. But Lord, you said. Grace says. Mercy says. If we turn our lives to you, Lord, you restore. You help us to build. We'll, we'll, we'll be a part. You bring us to the place that you wanted us to be. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, make me a builder, Lord. I got too many distractions in my life. Too many things are pulling me away. Things that are calling on me that make me feel like I must attend to it. But God, all I need to attend to is building the church. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God says for you, Shadisha, stand still. Stand still. And watch the work of God. Yes, God. Don't rush. Come on, he's got you. He's got you. He's got you. No fear. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, church, can you praise? Come on. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I want to represent you. God, I don't want to get so caught up into what I'm doing that I forget you. I want to always say your name. Say your name. Say your name. Usher. In the name of Jesus. I'm relying on you, Lord. Husha. Oh, glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, stay right there. Stay right there. Stay right there. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. My Lord and my God. Yes, Lord. Come on, no distractions. My first call, God, is to you. You ordained me. You called me. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. When did I stop calling? When did I stop saying your name? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, right now, in your name, Lord. God, come on, Lord, I'm going to pray. I need your direction, Lord. I need to hear you. What are you saying to me today? I want to do that today. When I ask you tomorrow, God, I'm going to do what you say to do then. And the next day. And the next day. Jesus' name. I don't have a plan. 
will have a will. I'm in your hands, Lord. I'm submitted to you. Come on, somebody ought to praise him. Somebody ought to praise him. Yes, Jesus. Come on, he's doing things. He's doing things. Come on, he's doing things. Let him have it. Let him have it. Oh, glory. Come on, don't fight it. Come on. Come on, some of us are sitting down on the job. Come on. Bless your wonderful name, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God. No distractions. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray right now. That you heal everything that's sick right now. Every sickness. Every illness. I bind any hindrance, Lord. Fulfill your will in her life. I bind anything that hinders her right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Jesus' name. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on. Come on. What made me put my hammer down, Lord? Why did I put my saw down, Lord? Why did I quit building, Lord? Let nothing distract me, Jesus. My focus is on you. My focus is on you, God. You have everything else in my life taken care of. Come on. This is your life. I gave it to you. Do with it what you will. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pasha. What a powerful name. What a wonderful name. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Come on. You have power. Come on. You have power. Come on. Lord, thank you for the power. Thank you, Jesus. Help me, Lord. I want to use it to build, Lord. I want to function, Lord. I want to function in purpose, Lord. I'm not just standing by looking, Lord. I'm in the game. I'm in this light. I'm about this light. Jesus' name. No hindrance, Lord. We bind every hindrance, Lord. Give him focus, Lord. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. 
Yes, Lord. My Lord, my God, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Yes.
this room, in this room, in this room. Thank you. 
Praise the Lord. Can we give God one more praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our service times are listed in the bulletin. We welcome all of you that have joined us today. Please remember to pray for the lost, the sick, the backslidden, and for our fellowship, all of our associated churches. If you have any prayer needs, please text or call Minister Camille Moten. Our number is listed in the bulletin. Our friends and family, uh, will be held next Sunday. Please invite those that you've been sharing the gospel with, friends, family, and church members who haven't been coming. A sign-up sheet for contributions and cleanup is on the welcome table. The next women's chat will be held Saturday, February 17th from 2 to 4 p.m. The topic will be uh, the continuation of the Book of Esther. So read chapters 6 through 10. Make sure you mark the date and they hope to see you there. Sister Porter would like to meet with the junior church teachers Sunday, February 18th, shortly after morning service. And it's the time of season where we may need to cancel services due to weather. So if you would like that, please make sure, if you'd like to be text, please make sure that you text canceled service to 402-319-7898. It to be agreed to be added. If you're interested in purchasing Christian themed clothing designs, you can uh, you can find find order information on the bookshelf at the front door. Sister Tamia Moten, uh, with if you can ask, contact her if you have any questions. And if you're free anytime between noon and 1 p.m. on Wednesdays or 6:30 p.m. on Tuesdays, please join us here. For a time of prayer at the church, even if you can only stay 10 to 15 minutes, come and agree in prayer. Are there any other announcements? If you if you if you need a ride to services, to church services, please get together with uh, uh, Brother Eris or Tony and establish with them that you want a ride. If you have a standing time and you can just call them and say, I'm not coming, if something happens, I'm not coming. But, uh, or you, if you just want to, you can call every week. But if I were you, I would say, I'm coming every Sunday, pick me up at this time, I'll be ready. That way you don't have this thing of, uh, you know, can I get a ride to church? Can, am I coming? Is somebody coming to get me? Just establish a standing time. Okay, thank you. Bye. Any other announcements? You're dismissed in Jesus' name.